This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's where State Farm Small Business Insurance comes in. State Farm agents are small business owners themselves, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. From Gimlet, this is The Pitch. I'm Josh Muccio. On this show, we take you into the room where entrepreneurs pitch investors for funding. Do you know one of my companies used to be a literary agency? Okay. Did you know that? No. Yeah. So I did know that. Yes. You represented Mother Teresa, right? Yes, I did. That's really cool. Today, a military vet turned entrepreneur pitches his plan to tackle a systemic problem in America, one that he knows all too well. But first, let's meet our investors. Phil Nadell is with Forefront Venture Partners. Look for him to get right down to the cold, hard numbers. So on the commercial side, do you have any signed orders or is it just verbal commitments at this point? Jillian Manis is with Structure Capital. She tends to see the best in every entrepreneur and encourages them to see it too. Your passion shows through, your commitment shows through, your smile's fantastic. Daniel Galati is here with Comcast Ventures. He doesn't invest often, but when he does, it's because he sees an opportunity in the billions. It's probably a huge business if, if you get to, you know, manufacturing scale. And finally, on today's episode, James Altucher, an angel investor playing with his own money. When he's looking to invest, he loves getting into the dirty details. There's a lot of moving parts, it feels like, to make this a huge success. With Eric. How are you oh, doing? Hi. How are you? I'm so sorry. How's it going? Hi, what's no your name? Hi, I'm Mike. Hello, Mike. Standing before the investors is Mike Slaw. He's tall and clean cut, and if he's nervous, he's not showing it. He wastes no time getting down to business. Um, so I'm, I'm Mike with Shift. Um, I was in the Navy for seven years. I was on the bomb squad. Um, I made deployments to Afghanistan and Central America. Um, does, it, was, does the bomb squad mean? They see a potential bomb and you have they to go and dismantle it. That is the bomb squad. Yes. Were you a Marine? Were you... I was in the Navy. So I was basically a technical expert for uh, some of the world's best military units. And so I always had this very deep interest in technology. Um, I just didn't know where I would fit uh, or what some of the skills that I learned in the military would translate to the technology industry. As he was looking ahead to a life outside the military, Mike knew he wanted to be involved in tech, but he didn't have any idea how to get his foot in the door. It seemed like most people landing jobs at places like Google had a clear path from college to grad school to a career in tech. But he was in the military, and he didn't think his experience dismantling bombs would make him attractive to a tech company. And he realized that if he felt like this, other vets probably did too. So when he got out of the Navy, he did something really enterprising. He arranged a field trip with a few other veterans to visit tech companies in Silicon Valley. 
and basically ask, what do we need to do to land a job here? And I remember sitting across the table from one of the vice presidents at Coinbase, and he was telling me, he had just gotten out of the Air Force a few years before that. Yes. Um, and it, as he was talking through he, how he had translated operations management and program management, some of these things that he did on a daily basis in the military, to something that could actually be of, of high impact and value at a growth stage company. And I was like, why didn't I know about this? Mike realized not only was he already attractive to tech companies, but in fact, they were dying for employees with skills just like his and other veterans. This is an opportunity on the scale that was so breathtaking to me that um, I, I was almost angry at myself for not knowing that it existed. Um, it was at that moment I realized that there was a ton of potential we could unlock, um, and that's when I decided to start Shift. Mike wants Shift to be this crucial link for what he estimates is 300,000 veterans who every year are leaving the military and, like him, are wondering what their next step is. He's asking for $1.5 million so that he can build out a technology that would help land these veterans in positions at tech companies. It's an on-ramp so that they, to match their skills, correct, with job opportunities, or mm -hmm. so, can you so, explain that more? So what we do today is we facilitate internships, uh, largely at high-growth technology companies. So we work with recruiting teams, uh, diversity and inclusion teams, people operations, um, to find relevant fits based on people who people's experiences in the military, and that's the core technology these that we're building. These are paid internships. These are uh, so. This is this is the interesting twist. Is these are um, active duty service members who are in their final couple months of military service, and they're actually able to jump into companies before they even ever transition out of the military. Yes. And so it's the it's the on ramp. Uh, that didn't exist when I left the military. Yeah. Uh, and it gives service members a very low-risk way to just try something out and, and try something new. Paid internship. So the military still pays their salary. The military's salary. paying yes. the like, startup they, company. Right. The startup company's not. So. That's correct. All right. So this technology that Mike wants to build, matching skilled workers with jobs, is not exactly groundbreaking. A lot of companies are designed to solve this problem. LinkedIn, for example. But there's something that Mike said that got our investors' attention. What he described as an interesting twist. Because these skilled workers are veterans, companies can take advantage of this little-known GI benefit. The military will pay the first three months of salary for veterans transitioning to civilian life. This has the potential to set shift apart from the competition. But then, Right when it feels like our investors are about to start digging into the business, Jillian throws everyone a curveball. Okay, first of all, uh, I have to say something. First of all, thank you for your service. Absolutely. First and thank foremost. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Second of all, you've hit a very big sweet spot with me. <laughs> all right. What this country has the has done or not done for vets is so unacceptable. Thirty percent of the People in shelters, the families are vet families and vets themselves. The fact that these men and women come back from serving and don't have a roof over their head or a hot meal is so shameful for this country. And it hurts me on such a deep level. The vets in this country should be celebrated 
And I think that companies want to do more of this. They want to reach out to vets, they want to employ vets, and they don't know how. The fact that you have built this, okay, to me is incredibly important. And if somehow we can get this in front of as many people as possible, then we should. And I'm going to put 100,000 of my money right now. You don't even have to go anywhere. Wow. Because what you're doing is something that we all need to be doing. And I see that you're about to cry. And because <laughs> of that, I'm about to cry too. Yeah. Jillian just went in on a deal five minutes into the pitch. She's barely even heard how the business works. I wish you could have seen us freaking out in the control room when all this happened. But this is what it sounded like. Holy shit. Because what? what you're doing is something that we all need Holy shit. And there are other people like... Um, and there what? And we weren't the only ones shocked. Back in the pitch room, the other three investors are suddenly looking around at each other, their expressions a mix of confusion and excitement. The question hanging in the air is, did Jillian just throw 100K at Mike because he tugged at her heartstrings? Or is she seeing something here that we're not? Well, thank you so much. Um, it, it, it would be a very deep honor to be a partner with you in this. And, and I'm very excited to, I am to be working on this together. I am absolutely thrilled about this. I'm thrilled. So, so, so should we get right into revenue model? Or? <laughs> I'd like to, love to learn more about the business. Now, going back to the, the initial revenue model, the companies, the tech companies, the startups are paying you to do the search. Regardless, regardless of, of whether you, you fill the position or not. And How much are they paying you to do the search? $5,000 per person. Per position? Per position. And, and then they pay us an additional 20% of the first year salary if, if a conversion takes place. That's great. And that's actually higher than what you would pay a standard recruiter, right? A standard recruiter gets paid on just the success. Yes. Just the you get paid sort of this premium. Right. But, but to be clear, you I haven't, you haven't made that money yet. So that's the deal you're offering. We have made the money for the initial Searches. search. So we've we've signed 15 positions okay. at $5,000 a piece. But now it's our job to to convert on those uh, in the next three to four months. You're going in and you're sort of tapping this pool of candidature that they wouldn't otherwise have access to or that's really hard to tap, right? Is that is that the value prop to the employers? That's exactly right. Uh, and also going deep into military backgrounds to give people credit for experiences beyond their just their job title alone. So if some of the most highly accomplished people in the military, uh, maybe their title is Navy SEAL. Yeah. But th in that, you know, by the current transition process, you, they map Navy SEAL to these few underlying skills. And You're these this skills. translation layer for every single title in the Navy and Army and, 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 and translating that to what it means in sort of the, the civilian world. Is that right? Are you breaking down what their experience is and, and identifying that so that you can translate it for the companies and say to, to Uber, this guy who just says Navy SEAL on his resume, here's what he really did. Here's what his experience is. is that, are you able to decipher that? feels that? pretty well, proprietary. How, how do you get that information from, from the service member or from his resume? Mm -hmm. So if, because the military data set is so specific and so sparse, um, we're able to say, if, if you were in the service for this many years, we can look at all of the underlying military source documentation that tells us exactly what that person should be competent in. 
Even as Mike is dropping terms like underlying military source documentation, he's got the investors, well, standing at attention. They want to get this thing. And maybe it's because, like Jillian, they see this as a big opportunity. Or maybe it's just because Jillian saw a big opportunity and they don't want to miss out. And the companies you're working with see this as sort of a pool of untapped, unaccessible, inaccessible uh, talent that yeah. they, they don't have access to. They don't understand the They're skill sets. They're just hard sets. to get to. They're hard to get to, hard to access. And hard to translate. Hard so to translate. Just say, they don't so know what their experience was. how does this bomb was. deployment or yeah. how does this, you know... How would that? Right, Uber's going. We don't have bombs to uh, right. d- dismantle. Right. So how do you right. help and us? And yet they're all motivated yet, to hire well, these people, yes, right? But I think even beyond the sort of like the goodwill that comes out of hiring service members, they're selfishly this helps them access a, a, a whole. Well, it's great new, for business. It's great for business too. Of be, because yes, of that reason. But here's what's really interesting about this pool of talent, which is what I why I want one of the reasons I invest. These men and women are highly trained, incredibly disciplined mm-hmm. um, talent. They are high executors. You give them a task and they get it done. And so when you're dealing with the military, um, you are really, you're investing in people who have invested first and foremost in their country so they have a high level of honor and ethics. Two, they know how to take orders. They know how to execute on those orders. And they've got and grit. They know, they've and they, got grit. Your favorite book. I was book. just about Your to say Your favorite book. Woo! They've got grit. I was just about to say that. And they have grit. And what is grit? Grit is purpose meets perseverance. And you just layer that with the honor piece. And you've got, for me, a perfect talent pool. Now that Jillian's thrown in her $100,000, she almost sounds like a co-founder. And Jillian can be pretty convincing. She's nearly talked the other investors into agreeing that veterans are the perfect talent pool. But Mike still has to convince them that his technology can actually tap into that pool. How how built out is the tech, though? I'm not clear on where you are in terms of building that tech out. Sure. So so the product today, we can automate 50% of the application process. So, So we send out a weekly email to both vets. And when vets are really active on the email and we're seeing high click-through rates, we'll turn around and feature them to different employer email lists as well. So so yes. you're building an email list of soon-to-be ex-military or ex-military. How many people are on the list right now? 20,000 people on the list today. That's your asset, not your contracts with the employers. Contracts with employers are coming because you have this high, highly valuable asset. So there are some valuable services that the people on your list will need and will pay for. And so you're gonna be making revenues in both ways, in ways that you haven't conceived of yet. And you'll just be a, it'll be a huge company that way. So, so James, it sounds like you've done this, that you know. Yeah, I know this business very well. I know this extremely well. So I think you should come in with me and invest. All right, I, I will come in for 25 behind her hundred. Only 25? How about 50? Uh, let's see. We'll talk about it. Okay. So I, I like the idea of providing value here more than I like the idea of providing money yes. here. Yes. Okay. Wow. James is in. It feels like this pitch is all about each investor finding their sweet spot. For Jillian, it didn't take much. Just learning the business helped veterans. For James, it was realizing there was an email marketing play. But Daniel and Phil haven't yet been convinced. 
One of the challenges is that every year you have a new crop of 300,000 people, service members who are transitioning out. And the 300,000 from last year, many of them are already placed into a position or found a job or doing something. Which is why they need additional services, And but he still has their email address. Right, you need right. to Can build, that's what I was going to say. Them. You yes. can't just rely on the services for that transition period. Yeah. You need to have some ongoing, whether it be training or something that, you know, the, the idea of accessing the GI Bill or what do you do after that? There has to be some continuum of services so that you can tap into the ongoing value of the email list beyond just that, that transition. And my guess is, Phil, he knows that, like, there's ongoing resources for PTSD, there's additional training, there's there's how to manage your, you know, your savings that you've saved while you were over in Afghanistan. There's a a range of services. Right, you can build a rich database about these folks and really market to them a whole range of services. See, I think you hit upon the data piece. Yeah, that's the key thing. If you build that data set out, it could be very, very valuable. Yeah. Obviously, the investors are into the potential of Shift, but they're so into it that it's starting to feel like they're running away with the pitch. James is talking about Mike like he's not even in the room. And I'm not sure this data-driven business that they're imagining is the one Mike even came to pitch. We're going to put James on this. This is, we're going to, I, I, I love it. It's a great business. Yeah, it's know. a great model and he's doing it the right way. So when you you initially raised a uh, million dollars, you said, right? We have a million dollars raised for this round what right now. You and then we four. then previously we oh. raised 500,000 from Expa. Okay. And who, who else is in this round? Box Group here in New York. Um, Gelt VC with, with oh, Jake. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, the Full Tilt Capital, the the managing partner there is Anthony Pompliano. He's an Army veteran. Yeah. Uh, Tim Ferriss, Howard Lindzen, and, and a, a few other angels as well. Ah, so Tim, yeah. Tim's in this round at this valuation? Indeed, yes. How, how much is open after your guys' commitments? So it's, well, it's three, what's 375. That's correct. 375 correct. is open. It's now that. open as of... Would you raise seven. more? Would you raise... I'm just yeah. thinking ownership. Would you yes. ex- sort of uh, oversubscribe? I would oversubscribe if Up it to. would be uh, someone who could be a partner at Series A, basically. Got it. So, he, so here's where I'm at, which is um, I think I'm just looking at this purely as a business, first of all. Yeah. So so just to abstract a level above to, to Jillian's emotional uh, and, and right well, monologue, I, I, um, I just want to add to that, yes. which is I'm not, I wasn't born in the US, as you can probably tell from, from the accent, um, but I've spent the last, you know, eight years of my life here and I really do feel like this country has given me, I've started a business here, I've gone to business school here and now I'm a venture capitalist with the privilege of investing in entrepreneurs like you and, and, and others. And I just would have never had that opportunity um, in my home country in Australia. And so, um, you know, although I'm not, although I didn't grow up here and I, I don't have the, you know, decades of, of, of living in America, um, I've got eight years and I definitely consider it to be home. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's folks like you that um, make that possible for sort of foreigners like me to um, realize my dreams too. So I appreciate that as well. Thank you, Daniel. Um, on a business level, um, you know, I think the only way to make money in VC is um, to take a non-consensus view that turns out to be right. And I think the consensus view here is that 
Um, it's a small market, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, there's 300,000 people every year. Yes. You know, you're monetizing off of this one-time fee um, and it's a pretty hands-on business. I mean, you're selling to employers, you're training all these candidates. Um, it's generally a pretty, feels like a pretty high-touch model. That said, um, I don't think any of those points are actually right. I think it's actually a huge market. I think that if you play the numbers out, it, you t- you can easily get to a billion dollar market opportunity here. Well, well and I think that like, can, I, can I address it, Daniel, just to yeah. interrupt? Let's say he has a million person email list, yeah, yes. and ten thousand people get placed, yeah, it's a and their huge, average, average yeah. salary of fifty thousand dollars. Twenty percent of that Absolutely. is so it's actually a huge two hundred million dollars. I think and, and it's I bigger than think, we even. Yeah, and I don't even think right I don't even think it's a one time fee. I think there's all sorts of subscription I, recurring and, and opportunities here, and partnerships with educational partnerships. institutions in terms of the training piece of that. Yeah. I see that as another piece. Totally, I I would love to invest um the the little caveat that may be interesting to you is we're investors in a company called hired.com mm-hmm. which, very well, which yes. you probably know um i'd like to do a conflict check on yes. whether this is competitive because you know mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't want you to think we're investing in a you know competing company and and and, and vice versa so i do want to do that yeah. check um but Pending that, would love to would love to have the opportunity to invest. And I also um, want to say that that hundred thousand right now is coming from me personally. But I always have to per structure capital. Um, I always have to run every com- company by them first. If they want to invest, if the fund wants to invest, that knocks me out. Okay, so I can invest personally, but that would be even a happier situation and potentially could be even a bigger investment. Just don't so, knock me right. out. I Just make sure. No, I, 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 I'm not going to knock anyone out here. I was going to say to Daniel, no, do you no. want to split the rest of what there's like 375 left? All four? Are we doing an all yes, four? Yes, all four in. All four in, everybody. So I think what we should do is we should, okay, we're all in. Okay, yeah. everybody, okay, we should, raise We hands. should hold hands and cry yes, for yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we're all in. And then, yeah, and then, then we should, and then, then, and then we should. All right. all right, okay, we're all in. We're going to yeah. fill this okay. up. Okay, thank you so much. This is, for me, a very proud moment, um, and I think for all of us. And we thank you so very much once again. And we're going to rock this. It's a great mission. You have the company and you have a great mission here. And we're going to do what we can to help you uh, succeed and fulfill that mission and help our service members. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. They're going to fulfill their missions, their continued missions in life, from one mission to the next That's right. Find your next mission. Thank you, sir. Thanks again. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, yeah and um, uh, no, we'll we're giving a hug. We're giving a hug. Giving a hug. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Really thanks for coming in. Thanks, yeah. Yes, real pleasure. Look forward to working together. Thank you. Thank thanks. you. And with that, Mike leaves the room, and the investors explain why this was a deal they simply couldn't pass up. We were never going to say You know what? Um, he was starting to cry a couple of yeah. times, and I have to say that I was just so choked up. And he wasn't crying. He was, it's such a relief to have people believe in you when in the military you're working and you're pouring out constantly and you don't have anything pouring back in except your love for this country. And I think that's a very difficult, 
you know, dynamic for military. I actually know this personally. And so this is, I can't be more proud of all of you. Not proud, but I love all of you for knowing and understanding this so profoundly. I think that together, I really want to make sure that we're going to stick together on this and make sure that this company succeeds. Well, there's a lot of... uh... There's a lot of value here that I hope he even realizes well, how to unlock. You're gonna make sure. You, so, I think, I think, I think your ideas should... are, are spot on. I agree with yes. you, and I hope you'll work with them and help. Yeah, them. yeah, and I know a lot yes. of people in that space. So yes. we need to make sure that that he's on the same page with the four of us because we all see it as a data play, right? Yeah. And data email list, but building that yeah. data set out. I need to make sure that he is I, I on that. I think he is, but yeah. you know, we didn't let him do that much talking. He seems pretty open to yes. feedback. And I, I, think I think so. He's one of those guys where, although he's a first-time entrepreneur, I just don't worry about no. it. No. It's, it's military. They're used to people saying, do it this way. We need you to do that way. But and he they're will like, execute. He will go he will forward execute. and execute. This kid, this guy... That's it. There, he, what he said res- resonated on such a big level, which you wrapped up, Phil, at the end, which is these are mission-driven people, okay? And we, venture capitalists, are mission-driven in many ways. And you can't fake that. That's you it. cannot fake that. You yeah. can't buy it. You can't fake it. You either have it or you don't. And he has it. He has it. Oh, yeah. Because it's who he is. It's not what he does. With military people, it's who they are. It's not a profession. Right, he was saying it's a purpose. After the break, we hear how this all turned out for Mike after our investors went four for four. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. We talk to a lot of entrepreneurs on the show and one thread that connects them all, they're not just pitching their business, they're pitching themselves. Because small business owners know that their business is more than just a company. It's their whole life. And State Farm gets that. State Farm agents are small business owners too, and they know what it takes. They can help you choose personalized policies to fit your budget. That's the personal touch. That's small business insurance from State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. Small business owners know that it's not just business, it's personal. Your business is your life, and State Farm gets that. State Farm agents are small business owners too, so they know what it takes. They can help you create a personalized insurance plan that fits your small business needs and budget. And they live and work in your community. So you're not just getting an insurance plan, you're getting that personal touch. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome back. Just moments after Mike walked out of the pitch room, I ambushed him and stuck a mic in his face. Mike. Are you fighting back tears? Yeah. What are you feeling right now, man? Uh, Just so optimistic um, about the future. I I, I feel that... um, we, we really haven't accomplished almost anything at all yet, um, but to have that sort of support um, uh, is is just such a relief. Um, you know, with, with the 
with the support of the the the, the four people in there that that we can actually accomplish what we're setting out to solve. So, um, it just feels awesome. So you raised five hundred thousand dollars today in that room. Yes, that's that that's that's what happened just now. <laughs> and they want to give you more. Um, yeah, I I yeah, I mean, I got here thirty minutes ago, uh, and it feels like I've been preparing a, a whole lot longer than that. But yeah. um, I, I guess so for my whole life. It's always been what's next, um, and really for the first time in my life, and it's been this way for for several months right now. I I, I just feel like this is my path, and I and we've helped other other people find their path. Why why was that like a an emotional moment for you? I know you were fighting back tears in that yep. in that moment, and so was she. Why? I th- I think that it's coming into a moment like this. Um, you know, you know, how, how do I justify to my team when we are trying to, you know, everybody is working 14 hour days and uh, we're just at the very end of preparing for this fellowship program. How do I justify to them that I'm going to go take three days off and fly to New York and for something that could be a very, very binary thing? Uh, meaning meaning that- totally useless. And and I, and I don't think it would be then totally useless, but um, it I I just felt like there's so much riding on this, and that there was so much potential. Um, it's it's a it's a really complementary group of people in that room. There, there there's not a whole lot of overlap in the value that they can provide, and I would have uh, I, I would have loved to have an ex- investment from just one of them. <laughs> So fast forward a couple months. As you know, after the pitch starts the grueling due diligence process. Basically, the investor is making sure they've dotted their I's and crossed their T's. And if you're Phil, you're dotting them and crossing them a few extra times just for good measure. The reality is that a lot of deals fall apart in this period. So I had to talk to Mike to find out what happened with Shift. The first thing he told me is yes, sadly, his deal fell through with Daniel. That potential conflict Daniel had mentioned, Hired.com, turned out to be a problem. And he had to put James's investment on hold, giving preference to bigger investors in the round. But his investments from Phil and Jillian have gone through in a big way. Phil made his investment through his syndicate, Forefront Venture Partners, which means his $250,000 investment is split among dozens of investors. Here's Mike. With with Phil, uh, I'm uh, he's been an incredible ally thus far. We're we're actually live right now in the Angelus Syndicate, and so I've already started to meet uh, many of the investors in their community. Um, so far, we've added between thirty and forty uh, additional smaller investors through his syndicate. So we're seeing checks of. or $5,000 or $10,000. And it's really, really interesting to me to see the types of people who are getting involved. All right. So Phil's investment came through, which is great. Uh, What happened with Jillian? Uh, This is the one that really surprised me. Um, We ended up meeting with the other um, 
with 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 the other uh, general partners in Structure VC. And um, after going through a lot of the technology that we're working on, they started to get very, very excited about. So you finally got to talk about the technology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and they ended up coming in with a with a much bigger investment than they originally committed to on the show. Yeah, how much? Uh, so much so that that they they came up to three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh wow. So Jillian's original 100K, no matter what, turned into 350K from structure. Yep. What's it been like since then to work with them after? So Phil's level of uh, of deep due diligence uh, is as advertised. Many of the of the questions and follow ups and requests for information that that I provided to Phil um, really actually helped me think very very deeply about the business. Right. Um, I think Phil has fast forwarded my thinking about how do we get to series A? What are the metrics that we're focusing on and how do we get a little bit better at accomplishing those metrics every single day? All right. So, so with Jillian, what, what's Jillian been like to work with? Uh, it's been really exciting to work with Jillian. She is, has a network like, nobody else I've ever worked with. <laughs> and she uh, has started already making very impactful introductions. And some of the conversations that we're having now uh, are, you know, have me thinking, you know, how, how, how fast can we actually scale this? How fast can we accomplish this? Uh, oh. It's an incredibly exciting feeling. I'm, I'm really excited to be working with her because the types of conversations that she can put you in the room with are just at a different level. Before I let Mike go, I had a few lingering questions about his actual pitch. After you left the room, the investors had a conversation where they said, you know, I am so excited about this, but we need to make sure that Mike is on board with all these things we talked about. They admitted, they said, you know, we kind of took over <laughs> the conversation and we didn't hear much from him. And so they sensed it too. And there was some question in their mind of like, is this guy really building what we think he's building? Or does he have other ideas that he just didn't say? Sure. Yeah, I, I think that for me in the moment, I was just, I was so happy that they were laying out a few of the visions that we have and a few of the really exciting pathways we can pursue. Um, but certainly, yeah, I had quite a few conversations with the investors afterwards to to make sure that we were on the same page and we were looking at, the problem in the same way. And, and we were going to go out and execute against that mission. When Mike says mission, it reminds me of how much that word came up both in the pitch and after. And I have to ask him one more thing. So the one thing that was like weird about it, that was almost um, seemed strange. And I'm curious what you think of it was like, do you think you were tokenized a little bit? Uh, I So I think that there's a lot of common stereotypes that surround military service, uh, like, you know, sh always shows up on time and uh, has a good haircut and has great personal <laughs> grooming standards and, and things like that. And I didn't and even from think that of perspective, those. <laughs> I, I, I certainly don't feel like that. That was the the vibe in the room at all. Um, I, I do sense it on some of the, so I have conversations with, um, a lot of hiring professionals, a lot of um, 
Naturally. diversity and inclusion. Yeah, because that's who you're selling to. Yeah. And that's who I'm learning from, the uh, diversity and inclusion professionals. Um, and I, I think that um, sometimes that people will fall back on some of those axioms or they'll fall back on some of those stereotypes um, because they haven't had enough opportunities to sit and have a, a one-on-one normal conversation with a military veteran. This is one of those pitches that makes me so happy to be doing the pitch. Shift is a great cause, but it's also a really great business. When those two can go hand in hand and we can help a founder like Mike get the funding he deserves, well, what's not to love? But actually, we can't take any credit. This was all Mike. Well, and a little Jillian. Our show is produced by me, Josh Muccio, Molly Donahue, and Kareem Maddox. We are edited by Devin Taylor. Our theme music is by Breakmaster Cylinder, with original music composed by The Muse Maker and Bobby Lord. Additional music credits can be found in the show description. We were mixed by Enoch Kim, with help from Matt Bowl. Thanks to Lisa Muccio for planning our recording events, and to Asta Chathurvedi for her reporting on this episode. And a special thanks to Jake Chapman for introducing us to Mike. All right. You've been listening to The Pitch from Gimlet Media. See you next week. Next week on The Pitch. The highest and the most gifted item today in 2016, wait for it, is still the CD. No way. Yes. (laughs) People buy records because it is the purest form of music. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think... That's one of the biggest misconceptions about why what happened in music. Well, that's ridiculous. So I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to push back on that. New episodes come out on Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss a thing. This episode of the pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business. It's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's where State Farm Small Business Insurance comes in. State Farm agents are small business owners themselves, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.